Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Otis Matt Mosley, a pleasant Friday afternoon to you as we send you right into the weekend. Big show planned for you today. We've had a lot of great guests on yesterday. Kelly Shopik, he was he was really good talking about uh, Mitch Thompson. Mitch will be um, I, the news conference to announce Mitch will be sometime next week, maybe Thursday, and then Mitch will likely be on the station on Friday. Is what it sounds like. So uh, we're being sort of told when when. Uh, when that will happen, and uh, that'll be great. That'll be great to hear from Mitch, and um, also uh, look forward to all of us getting to visit with Mitch. I've uh, uh, Tom Barfield's covered him for many, many years, and has covered MCC, and so I want Tom to certainly get to visit with him. Uh, looks like uh, John Morris will get first crack at him, um, and so hopefully that'll happen next. Uh, Friday, and we'll uh, we'll be excited. Aaron, let's just run it on all our shows, okay? We'll run it back at the five o'clock hour. I mean, I'm excited here for Mitch. I think Mitch would um, would be happy to do all the shows, but in time, we'll kind of wait our turn. All right, and uh, John will get first crack, and then we'll just kind of get in line and and wait and see what uh, see what happens. But uh, Mitch has really been active out there already. Uh, he's he's been having, from what I'm told, some conversations with the players. Some of those have taken place, and and Mitch will kind of give everybody an indication on on where they stand. Now, and a lot of times, a new coach would come in and really need to take time to figure out who everybody is. Aaron, I bet Mitch Thompson has a pretty good idea of who's who, who who's been playing. Who deserves to be playing? So I, I, you know, it'll be. Um, I think I think he'll have a, a a fine feel for it. Aaron is only. Do you think Mitch appreciates that the other day I was sharing some information with him? <laughs> I bet I I just there's a certain player on the team that I think's an unbelievable hitter, and for whatever reason, partly because of injury, but partly because for whatever reason they weren't playing him, and the guy just crushes the ball. I mean, he's a great hitter, and he wasn't getting in the lineup. So I've already, Aaron, been offering some help uh, to Mitch, and just I simply told him this guy was born to hit. Did not hear back from Mitch. Not sure if Mitch really needs or appreciates my uh, unsolicited advice, but um, I, it's, it's exciting. I can't wait to see what all he puts together. Now, and, and Aaron, think about how quickly you can do things in this day and age. I, I I was being reminded yesterday that Jim Schlossnagel at Texas A&M, and we'll give you an update on that game here in a couple of minutes, Jim Schlossnagel, Aaron, brought 11 people in the transfer portal. Can you imagine, like, with your current players, and they're kind of, okay, what's, what's this guy going to be like? What's this going to, 
You know, a lot of times you go in and you have to deal the hand you've been dealt. You think Matt Rule brought in a bunch of transfers? You think Dave Aranda, when he came and followed Matt Rule, you think they had a whole bunch of transfers show up? The answer is no. But in baseball, you you have, and Aaron, you've been bringing it up, until July 1st, I think players can decide to go into the portal. There are going to be, and Aaron, I'm sure you saw that story, that we're going to start having some portal windows, whatever that means. Like we're going to, the portal, there'll be like a, okay, portal's open, guys, and then the portal closes. And then it opens back up. Now it's kind of like open for a long time and then finally shuts down. So portal windows. Aaron, does that excite you? Portal windows? Seems like something you would really enjoy. <laughs> you know, I from the standpoint of reporting on the portal, I like it being like the Wild West, but as far as how it actually operates, it's probably be better to have certain windows for when you could be in the portal and transfer. All right. Um, Aaron does like the Wild West nature of this. There's a, there's a lot of stuff going on right now, recruiting-wise, stuff Baylor has going on. Uh, a couple of – one – one decommit has now changed his commitment to the Frogs. We'll ask our own Kevin Lonquist about that from Rivals at 420. Kevin will weigh in on the baseball. I don't know if Kevin has the same thought on this baseball coach as everybody else, so it'll be interesting to hear Kevin Lonquist's take on all this. Kevin's been digging in. Now, usually at 420 on a Friday, we would have chilling with Quillen. All right? The very famous segment, Chilling with Quillen. Aaron, as we speak, I don't know what time it is uh, exactly, but I believe he is getting married like right now. I mean, it, it may happen like in an hour or something. I don't know the exact start time. But Chilling with Quillen, Curtis Quillen, sports director at Channel 6, is getting married today. Now, Aaron, most people wait till Saturday to get married, but leave it to Quillen to try something different. And so it looked like they had a nice um, rehearsal dinner going on last night. Trying to remember where that might have been. Maybe somewhere in like the greater San Antonio area. I, I saw, but now I can't remember. But he's from that area. He's down there from Floresville. And I don't know his, his soon-to-be wife. Not totally sure on her background, but uh, Curtis Quillen, our own, is uh, getting married today. Aaron wish uh, Curtis uh, in his in his new his uh, his new bride. Uh, congratulations and best wishes, please. Do I have to? <laughs> no, I mean, of course I will, but I you know I didn't expect you to demand me to do so. Well. I, I I wanted you to do it. Yeah. I wanted you to do it. I Good feel luck. like you you like Curtis and <laughs> I do, and I'm happy and, for him. Uh, yeah, yeah, very happy for him. <laughs> so we will uh, we'll all be celebrating. Let's see, let's see the last time Curtis tweeted. T- Curtis likes to tweet pretty much everything he does in life. I could almost see him doing like some pre-wedding tweets here. Um, let's see, two hours ago he was tweeting. Um, and then, oh, and then, oh, earlier today he was tweeting about, he, he was at the, the hotel, uh, oh, New Braunfels. They were staying in New Braunfels. Okay. I'm not going to give out the hotel. And then Aaron, isn't this nice? 
he posted a picture. Uh, he got his coffee this morning, and on the coffee sleeve, it says, True Love. It's called True Love Coffee, all right? So uh, Eric, Curtis was excited about that this morning. So anyway, we may get live reports, you never know, from the wedding. Uh, in fact, our own uh, Matt Lively. Aaron, I keep saying our own. Do we pay these people? Matt Lively is also at Channel 6, and he was on the wedding list. Aaron, you and I were left off the list, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I love it. I love Curtis, and I would have made – uh, all efforts to be there, but occasionally you're just kind of glad to be able to root people on from afar. Uh, I would have dropped everything to be there, but we're okay. Just kind of, cause somebody has to keep doing the media and being on air. Like who's going to do channel six tonight. If, if Matt lively is at the wedding, do you think he'll do a live report from the wedding? I mean, Nikki Natarulo left us. She's gone to Nashville. So I do not know who's filling in. If I know Chris Williams and that whole gang, Darby, they probably all went to the wedding as well. So uh, text in if you did not get invited to the wedding. Okay, let us know. 254-662-1660. You're in good company. Um, and uh, But this will be fun. This will be a, a great day for Curtis Quillen. Now, Aaron, you've been kind of in the newsroom monitoring scores and that type thing. Um, I'm watching some. Ooh, okay. I, I now I hadn't looked until just now. I was watching, and A and M was in a bad way, right out of the shoot. And it, it second inning, they'd given up one run in the first inning, and then seven runs in the second inning. They're down eight nothing, and they're in a bad way. Now they made they got a three run homer to make it eight three. I just looked, Aaron. And I'm gonna have to get on over here to ESPN and check this out. They have trimmed that lead to 12 to 8. It was 12 to 4 when I was looking earlier, and the old Aggies are trying to battle back in this thing. All right, Aaron, we may have to fire up our uh, trusty ESPN apps while we do the show here and take a peek because I am I'm fascinated with this run by the Aggies. They, they looked down and out. But, Aaron, as we saw, I mean, Oklahoma State was down something insane like 15 to nothing in one of those matchups, and they came all the way back and won in, in one of those regionals. Was that super regional? No, that was a regular regional, I believe. And they were down like 15 to nothing, and they came back and won that game. Or maybe they were down 12 nothing. They won 29 to 15. <laughs> all right. So we'll, uh, we'll keep our. Oh, there it is. Aaron, I've. I've deleted some apps here, and I've, it's really throwing me off. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I've get got it on the up. TV. Good, good. I know. I just, just keeping up. Oh, good, good. Mm-hmm. I like. I'm trying to keep up as well, and uh, and rooting for Oklahoma, which feels dirty for some reason, but got to do it. I don't understand that. Is that is that a Big Twelve? <laughs> That's an A and M thing. Oh, anti A and M. I see. I yeah. don't feel that way really. Um, they they're out there. They're showing some of the food that they're making out there at Omaha, and they're doing something on a tortilla. Um, but this is good stuff. I did notice Kyler Murray in the crowd, several shots of Kyler Murray, and I thought that was uh, I thought that was kind of cool to see. Okay, so Oklahoma is batting, and Aaron could share this as well, but top of the eighth 
Aggies trying to keep this thing within reach, and and then the um, the Ags will get a will have a go at this thing. We got they got six outs to work with, only down four. Aaron, this is I would say this is nervous time for the Sooners when you get one of those massive leads and then watch a team chip away at it. Now, Aaron, you've been kind of monitoring things. How did the Aggies, other than that three-run homer that I saw to make it 8-3, how they how they kind of climb back into this thing? I just started watching again uh, <laughs> at the bottom of the seventh, but they had, okay. you know, I mean, just just chipping away singles and getting runners on and getting them in. All right, all right. So we will uh, we'll keep you updated on that, and uh, also wanted to update you on uh the uh, u.s open in in rory mcelroy right as we were coming on today john rom who's been playing better today hit a three wood aaron 319 yards 319 yards three wood and got himself right into the um i mean just a it was an unbelievable hit and and he birdied the hole. He had an eagle putt, but he didn't make the eagle, and he birdied the hole. Uh, Joel Damon, who wears one of those Aaron, kind of like we were talking about the other day, not a bucket hat, but kind of a fishing hat, kind of a floppy hat. Kind of a, It's an interesting look. Only, only a few people can, can pull that off. Joel Damon, and I'm not even sure Joel is one of them, uh, is five under and leads the U.S. Open. Colin Morikawa who is the – he's won the PGA Championship. Has he also won the U.S. Open? I feel like he's a two-time major winner already. But Colin Morikawa is a great American player. Uh, he is at four under in second place. And then Brian Harmon is also tied in second. Aaron, he's a, he's a wee little man, Brian Harmon, who's a lefty. Okay, he's kind of fun to watch. And then for all our golf fans out there, I was just talking about Rom. With that birdie, Rom went to three under. He's tied for fourth, two shots off the lead. And he's coming down the stretch. He only has he only has three holes left to play today. Uh, I also wanted to see mm, – let's look here. Oh, sh- yeah, did I say Scheffler? Scheffler is, uh, is two strokes off the lead. Obviously, Scotty Scheffler has just become – a monster with his win at the Masters, and then he's already got five wins this season. So pretty good stuff. Um, and then uh, as we go down the list here a little bit, I was going to see. Oh, McElroy is it is at two under, one over today, but two under, so only three shots off the lead. Um, and then uh, Kepka came out today, and it had a really nice day. A three under for Kepka. I was going to try to find you where uh, Spieth was. I'm just not seeing it right now. For all our people who were kind of wondering about Phil Mickelson, and Aaron, I think you were kind of chuckling at this probably, Phil Mickelson is gone. All right. He had his uh, two rounds, played a little bit better today, shot a three over 73, and that put him for the tournament at 11 over. And what that will do is earn you a trip to the house. They will send him right on home, and um, it's uh, for the most part, Aaron. Our Saudi, uh, our Saudi-backed golfers did not do that well. Bryson DeChambeau 
looks like he shot one over today. He's two over, tied for 39th. He will get to play on the weekend. So U.S. Open, all our people are out there. I love it. Bear Ridge, uh, Ridgewood, uh, you know, um, over over at Cottonwood, right next door to us, Aaron. Everybody in the clubhouse is over there watching all this right now. Now, let me try to take you through how you watch one of these things, Aaron. Let me remind you, early in the morning, <laughs> you start out on the Golf Channel. Then you go to Peacock. Then you go to the USA Network. Then you go to NBC. And then I believe you go back to the USA Network starting at 4 o'clock. All right, so 1 to 4 Central, you're on the big network. Now, tomorrow we'll get a big chunk of it on the main NBC network. But for some reason, NBC and all its affiliates, now you know what they're doing that, Aaron. They want people to go subscribe to uh, Peacock. But there's a lot of things that would cause me to to go get on Peacock, like a great show or something I really want to see. And I love the U.S. Open. But I don't have to see the 6, 7 in the morning Peacock stuff. I can wait a little bit and watch on the USA Network at 11 or noon or, or like 10 in the morning, all right? I don't, have to, I don't have to be on for the Peacock. But I guess by doing that, that's how they get all these, uh, these people signing up. All right, it is uh, the Matt Mosley Show, and we will, um, let's see here. We will, okay, I was making sure Kevin Lonquist wasn't changing his mind about coming on, but he was just giving me some background on, on something. Kevin Lonquist from Rivals, a man who covers recruiting like no other. He joins us next. What a year for Baylor Athletics. And Baylor ends Oklahoma's unbeaten season. The Bears snap the Sooners' winning streak at 17. Baylor wins in Big 12 play over Oklahoma. 27-14 the final score. It just means more when you beat a team like Oklahoma. From the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Calmet Aerospace in Waco is holding their weekly on-site hiring event. Every Wednesday from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m., Calmet Aerospace will conduct on-the-spot interviews and making offers to qualified candidates that day. Bring a current resume and be ready to interview. Entry-level production to experienced roles, as well as professional positions are available. Great pay and benefits starting day one. Can't make it? Apply online anytime at howmet.com slash Waco Careers or WacoHR at howmet.com. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. I'm here too. He is. I'm Jimmy. I need to say hi to somebody at the City of Waco Permits Department, Heather Hewish. Okay, Heather Hewish. Thank you for saving my backside. Okay, that's a little outside of our uh, commercial goals here, but we will tell you that I told her I'd say hi, and she said I better not. You can call them downtown if you need permits. They're good people. They are, and we're good people at Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair at 254- They should cut me a break. 235 My house isn't in the city. Or fixitjimmy.com. That's me. 
Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. The Voice of the Bears, John Morris, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Colwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. It's barbecue and baseball season, and Coach's Smoke is offering the best double play in town. Turn two on Fridays with $5 burgers and barbecue sandwiches all day and happy hour from 2 to 7. With their 35 big screen TVs and daily specials, this is the place to watch your Texas Rangers. Put on your favorite player's jersey and head on over to Coach's at 330 Austin Avenue in downtown Waco. And don't forget about Coach's Smoke Catering for your next event or party. This is Scott Davis, owner of Universal Windows. With inflation driving material costs through the roof and interest rates rising, don't put off replacing those old inefficient windows. Take advantage of our 0% interest for up to six years. Save the equity in your home. Save your cash. Call today, 254-301-7760, and you too will be saying, I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Calling all my local ladies. This is Tori down at Harley-Davidson of Waco. Our season is in full swing, and we are looking for new rock stars in all departments. If you're tired of your everyday run-of-the-mill gig and long for something greater with good, solid income, then hightail yourselves down here ASAP. Bring your spunk and enthusiasm and get ready to kick a little ass. Do yourselves a favor and join our rowdy bunch today. Come see us at 4201 South Jack Colchin Freeway, right off I-35 and New Road at Harley-Davidson of Waco, or you'll never ride alone. Listen up. If you take pride in your lawn, you need to mow with the best, Gravely. The made in the USA, perfect cut quality grass devour and beast of the zero turns. Gravely residential mowers are built just as tough as their commercial machines with comfort and features you won't find on other mowers. Mow with perfection. Get yourself a Gravely. The full line of Gravely residential mowers is available at Landscape Supply. Come visit our new 10,000 square foot showroom in Spiegelville for the largest selection of outdoor power equipment. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Golden State Warriors are the NBA champions beating Boston 103-90. Steph Curry was the finals MVP. College World Series starts today. First up, Oklahoma and Texas A&M, followed by Notre Dame and Texas tonight. Vince McMahon is stepping aside from his role as CEO and chairman of the World Wrestling Entertainment during an investigation into a report that he agreed to pay hush money to a former employee over an alleged affair. For the second straight year, Dallas Cowboys coach Mike 
McCarthy has been fined. McCarthy was fined $100,000, and the Cowboys were docked an organized team activity for 2023 for holding practices that were deemed too physical by the NFL. Rangers and Tigers again tonight. First pitch at 610, and you can catch that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas. What a uh, what a day it's been already. Been monitoring this U.S. Open for you, Joel Damon. I don't expect him to stay in the lead, but he's an interesting guy, and he likes the floppy hat. He likes the fishing hat. Uh, this next guy is a guy who I I kind of feel like might put the old floppy hat on occasionally, especially if he's out fishing. He hails from, uh, well, the great Midwest or the great North, I should say. Uh, it is Kevin Longquist. Uh, Kevin uh, from Rivals.com. You can follow his work on Twitter, uh, at Sikkim Sports, at Sikkim Sports. And, uh, Kevin, are you a guy who will, like, put on a fishing hat? Or, or you know, you're a – I mean, I've seen you, you kind of sunburn pretty easily – do you like to put on a bucket hat or a fishing hat occasionally? Uh, whatever will work to keep the sun from uh, frying my face. So uh, if it's that or a baseball cap, I'm all I'm open to it. You and I just both are susceptible to the the nose. Our noses can if we don't put on proper sunscreen. By the way, I I went out today, Kevin. Played about two hours. I thought, oh, we'll get out here about nine thirty in the morning. Okay, and beat the heat. It was already so hot. The match yeah. starts at 10 a.m., and it was rough. It was rough. And there was not, I mean, I was hydrating. We had to stop between sets and send my playing partner or uh, the guy, you know, my buddy, home to go get some reinforcements, Gatorade water, all the good stuff. Yeah. So I had a friend of mine who was in a golf tournament last weekend over at Rivercrest in Fort Worth, and on that Sunday round, their tea time, because of the way it was set up, they didn't tee off on their Sunday round until 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So you can only imagine what that was like. Yeah, yeah, you got to hydrate. And the problem with those golf tournaments, and, and if your buddy was out there playing in like a charity tournament or just hanging out, they don't always hydrate properly. Hydrating with alcohol does not work. I mean, I like I, I would almost think not drinking anything would be better than than drinking alcohol. I don't know. Now, I, I, doctors would have to weigh in on that. Dr. Lance Ellis, right. Dr. David Haynes, if you're out there listening, if you've got a, an opinion on that, uh, call <laughs> in to the show. Uh, I always love, you know, this time of year is kind of interesting. That we're getting to the really this. We're seeing 2023 players, 2024 some of them are showing up. They, Baylor had a camp last weekend and then um, got a camp, you know, got some stuff happening, some some visits and stuff coming up this weekend. Now, first of all, though, a little bad news. I, I wanted to see, I noticed that our friend from uh, Lake Belton, love that Wilcox kid, and then they've got a wide receiver yeah. who's unbelievable at Lake Belton. I mean, they're about to start playing some 5A competition. We'll see how they do, but they have some athletes we saw that with track here recently the 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 young man wilcox the defensive back 
who has decided to – he decommitted from the Bears, and I thought, well, he'll just kind of – a lot of times when they decommit, they just want to open it back up and look around. Well, this kid, within like a day, he's headed to TCU. Uh, what can you tell us about that uh, that situation? And, like, how big a setback is that for the Bears? Well, it hurts. And, you know, the fact that TCU was in his ear like they were, and, of course, that's a new coaching staff there with Sonny Dykes and his staff, and they've been recruiting the, the bejeebers out of kids here lately, and they've been on a run here lately. And the fact that they were able to get him to flip, I mean, it's no surprise. This isn't the first time we've obviously had a Baylor-TCU tug-of-war over uh, players but the fact that it, it moved so quickly like it did uh, is, is a little disappointing as well. But, you know, that's just one of the things. It's, it's all about the message and maintaining the relationship. And somewhere along the way, I, I mean, I'll put it to you this way, Matt. I, I could or let me just say this. I kind of sensed something was up with him because when I would be in contact with him about taking official visits or just being in contact with Baylor coaches, wasn't very responsive. And sometimes that'll be a red flag. Uh, for me, especially because committed guys will be very eager or responsive, how, whatever word you want to use to get back with you on certain questions or whatever, but yeah. he wasn't one of them. And so, I mean, I'll put it to you this way. I asked him when he had his official, this was about a month ago. I asked him when he was going to, if he had his official visit scheduled for Baylor and he uh, tells me point blank, I don't know yet. I'm like, really? Okay. Mm, that now that really is uh, that that that's interesting when you kind of uh, are able to read between the lines and you've been doing this so long enough, uh, Kevin, that you know um, if somebody refuses to to like get back to Kevin Longquist, something's wrong. That's the way. That that's what I tell people. No, I wouldn't. No, no, no. Don't go there. <laughs> just, no, that's just my. But, that's my opinion. You let me have my own opinions, okay? <laughs> Don't tell me where I can go. It's my show. Hey, uh, the, the, I did like this. A little good news. Clear Falls four-star outside linebacker um, Corey Kelly commits to Baylor after a big official visit weekend in Waco. Becoming the Bears' second four-star pledge. Now that's good. No, that's that's the opposite of what we're talking about with the young Wilcox. Um, he's quoted here. This is one of your rivals' colleagues who had this quote. Baylor just felt like home ever since I got there. Hey, same for me, Kevin. Just always felt like home to me. It's why I've never left. Well, Thirty I, years later, you know, I'm told- still here. <laughs> you know. I- the one of the things, and, and actually you could put probably Torian York, uh, the linebacker from Temple, in the same kind of mentality of that. Um, I really feel like uh, that they did such a great job uh, with Corey, and it seemed like it just picked up momentum over the last month uh, with him to where he was eager to come to Waco to take his official visit. And it sounded like the way the visit was – the visit was more of a – the way I took away from it was more of a way of uh, sealing the deal, making sure that all the I's were dotted and T's were crossed and the family was sold on it. And I think that's the way a lot of people should look at it too. And I really believe that he's going to help them quite a bit. If they put him at the Jack, that could be an ideal spot for him because he's 6'4", 210 right now. And if they really want to put him on the outside, kind of like a AKA where Terrell Bernard was or something like that, Matt, Obviously, he's taller than Terrell, but he's got the physicality so that he could probably handle that if that's what they want to do with him. 
All right. Um, at this particular camp, talking to Kevin Longquist from Rivals.com, at Sikkim Sports is um, a place where you can find him at Baylor Rivals. Sometimes he'll put some personal stuff up there. Um, and uh, when I say personal, you know, some of his opinions. He's a little more opinionated there. Now, Kevin, um, I, this, this last week's camp, I love it when we start trying to project like 2025 players. I always, uh, even, even Lagway was 2024, and I thought, oh, my gosh, we're early here. Well, right. I saw you putting out something three days ago. Keller Central, 2025 quarterback, Keldon Ryan. I mean, this guy is my daughter's age. My daughter, I still feel like she's got she's got three more years at the house before she goes to college. And they're already, they're already, I mean, like, is this, is Keldon Ryan? I mean, I, I, explain this to me. Do these kids who start showing up on radars at 2025, are they already starting as freshmen in high school in most cases? If they're not, they're getting significant playing time. And the story with Ryan was that he was splitting time with a senior last year. And, you know, he, he had a pretty solid campaign. Now, Keller Central wasn't very good last year. But with Ryan, you know, he's got, he's got a great frame, about 6'4", I think it is, about 6'4", 180, pretty good arm. Of course, it obviously starts with arm strength and, and accuracy. And he's still got three varsity seasons to play, as you mentioned. But the fact that, Matt, he's already got, what, nine offers – and he's making the rounds going to the big-time schools like Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma, that sort of thing. And when you get that kind of attention early, that kind of shows you where your talent could project in the next seven years, that sort of thing, or six, depending on whatever happens with pro aspirations, that sort of thing. But I think the fact that he's got this kind of talent in, or he's kind of got this in front of him and he's already garnered this kind of attention in terms of the offers. And remember, this was his second visit to Baylor speaks to him and his talent and also speaks to the early start that Baylor has had with him in building this relationship. And that has a lot to do with it. Now, I wouldn't expect any kind of commitment decision from him over the next couple of years. He's going to probably play the process like DJ Lagway is doing, where he's just kind of going from school to school, going from camp to camp, going to take in the process and kind of see where it fits for him. And that's going to be the case with, I think before it's over, Ryan's going to probably well be on 30 offers. Wow. My yeah, gosh. Yeah. My goodness. Well, I, I think um, I, our mutual friend, uh, who I, I bring up a lot to you, by the way, is at the Nebraska camp, or maybe just mm-hmm. went to the is, – is, that's coming up. He has the uh, Hoss Haney that was at the mm-hmm. Baylor camp, and I know uh, Sean Bell thinks a lot of him, so we'll continue to monitor that. He'll start for uh, as a junior – at Alito this year at quarterback, we think. I mean, I hope that's the direction it's going. I think that's and, the way uh, it should be going, yeah. I think that's yeah. the way it should be going this year for them. So. All right. Well, we'll see. Uh, I'm, I'm anxious to see because uh, I do think there's a couple of other Big 12 teams that have been talking to him and interested. And just because he's a – as you saw, he started in the slot as a sophomore, and he's just got uh-huh. really, really good speed. And and if he continues to grow, if he could even just get to six foot or six foot one – I think he's at six mm-hmm. foot. If he gets to six one, I mean he's going to get some looks because I do think the guy can sling it. So I know you think I've been a little over the top with this young man. No, but I, I think no, Matt, I think Matt, I have for a Matt, good reason. So. No, Matt, I don't think so at all. I think Haas has got a lot of talent to him. But and to your point, I think I, yeah, I think you make a great point about him getting to six one. If he can find, if 
he's if he's in a position where that can happen for him, then I think his whole recruiting takes a different dimension for him. And the arm strength is there. Keep in mind too, because last year he that was his first year um, at Alito after he spent the previous year at All Saints in Fort Worth. And I'll never forget his first high school varsity pass was a touchdown pass. Uh, and great fade in the end zone too, in the back left corner of the end zone that he threw. And so it's there. It, it's just a question of, you know, getting in the rhythm. And I'm sure that the way things were going in the off season, especially with spring ball and that sort of thing. And he's doing the seven on seven thing this, this summer too, I believe. So all that in his favor and developing a rapport with all the, all the skilled players with Baylor, excuse me, with uh, Alito, yeah, I think will play to his advantage. And again, I think that's if he gets to six one, even six foot, if he's there already. But if he gets to six one, changes a lot for him. Changes a lot I, for Alito too for the next few I, years. I uh, I I think the kid. I think he really likes Baylor, even though his dad and mom both were athletes at TCU. I just feel like he really. Of course, they the dad played for Gary Patterson, so this is a new regime at TCU. Look at that picture I just sent you while I'm talking, Kevin. Look at your phone. And that it's the one you put up about Kel- with Keldon Ryan uh, is in the foreground. Look at that kid behind him with those unbelievable shades in that perm, that curly hair. I I would <laughs> I would I would offer that kid sight unseen just based on the way he looks. I mean that is a look. It looks like something from Eight Is Enough back in the day. Really love the look. Um, and hey, anything new on Novosad? Is that is? I mean, Baylor's got to obviously pray that uh, you cannot lose back-to-back, you know, quarterbacks. And um, they were early to the party on Novosad. Seems to be very bullish on the Bears, but of course, Ohio State has come in and and a lot of interest in him. Anything new? Or are you sensing anything new on that front? Well, this is his official visit weekend, so he got up there this afternoon. Um, you know, as I was telling somebody the other day about got this, up where I got up where got up to Baylor for his official visit this week. Okay, I just uh, wanted because I just brought up Ohio State. I wanted to, I didn't want to confuse people. Okay, right. so this uh, no, is the fine. Baylor the Baylor visit. Right, his Baylor official visit starts today, and he got up here this afternoon, and. It'll be through Sunday. I, I don't think the way that, or I should say, I think the way the Ohio State visit went was, sounded like it was pretty solid. It didn't sound like Ohio State really pushed as hard yet, even though Ohio State doesn't have a quarterback commit. Uh, I would think that if the Buckeyes really want to push whenever they want to push, they will. Uh, that doesn't seem to be the time for that. I, I, what I would lo- I'm sure what Baylor would love to see come out of this official visit Matt, is that he comes out on social media, Austin Novosad does, and says, I'm shutting down my recruiting. I'm locked into Baylor. This is it. Let's go. You know, that sort of thing. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I'm sure that would be the absolute great result that Baylor would love. But again, you know, the fact that they've invested so much into him, he knows that he's the guy coming in next year and he has a lot of momentum. And keep this in mind, too, his stock went up drastically nationwide because of what happened with national rating services, including ours, our new, our rating services, our new ratings, I should say, came out last week. And prior to that rating that came out last week, he was about 248. He shot up to 136. That's 111, 112 spots. Whoa. You think, Whoa. you think about that and how I can't even remember the last time a Baylor recruit moved that drastically in our rating system in the 
like yeah. 13 years that I've been watching this. Yeah. No, I, he must have been throwing some really good passes in the offseason program. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Kevin, Kevin. And he jumps out of his hand. You know, like I said, he was at the camp in Coppell back in April, and that's a great time for all of our national analysts to take a look at him and watch him go through all the drills. And, of course, he was doing it on a very windy afternoon that Sunday in Coppell, and he was still throwing – you know, BB's right through the teeth of that wind. Yeah. Yeah, love it when you start talking about the BBs. Uh, Kevin Longquist from Rivals.com. And, and, Kevin, I didn't want to get your take. Baylor baseball makes a hire. Mitch Thompson coming over from MCC, replacing Steve Rodriguez. And you know the where the where the uh, program had been. It's, um, you know, rough year. And, and Mitch has all that history with the Bears. Uh, the best moments, that, that unbelievable stretch from 99 to 2012, Mitch was, mm-hmm. had a, played a huge role in that. What was your initial reaction to the hire? Oh, I guess I wasn't totally surprised by it because of Mitch's background with Baylor and the fact that he's been in McClellan and he's a great talent evaluator for sure. And the fact that he has spent time in the professional ranks as a scout for the Kansas City Royals, that all adds up together. I think the challenge for him will obviously be recruiting at a level at Baylor than what he was, which is far different than what he was doing at McLennan, as we all know. You've got to find a way to be resourceful to make sure that you can get kids in there who can handle because you only got 11.7 scholarships to deal with. So that's going to be a challenge there. It's not unprecedented because a lot of other coaches can do that and figure it out. Jim Schlossnagel, uh, who was formerly at TCU and now at A&M, you know, found a way to make that work. So that's going to be one of the challenges for Mitch. But the good thing for Mitch is that he knows that and how, and how, he, watched, and how he watched Steve Smith go through that all the way up until 2012 when Mitch left. So, you know, it's a case where, you know, he's well-respected in the industry, knows the game very, very well. Maybe it's not the most flashy hire or it's not the boom hire that some people were hoping for. And that I think that's probably one of the things that probably is the quote-unquote strike against this. But again, his, his baseball acumen is what it is. And I think that's what a lot of people are hoping that he can get Baylor back on track after you know going to the tournament only in three of seven seasons under Steve Rodriguez. That's got to turn around because this program, Matt, as you and I both know, has had a very proud history in baseball. Yeah, it has, and uh, we we shall see. And Kevin, I know you like to tune into the show from time to time, but not only have we had Steve Smith, but we had Jason Jennings, Kelly Shopik, and as a guy who covered baseball for the Arlington Morning News, covered the Rangers back in the day, and some for the Dallas Morning News, um, you know Shopik. You remember that Shopik? Uh, oh yeah. Uh, took it to the Rangers back in the day when he was with the Rays, hit two big home runs in that series. And so it was, uh, we've had some really fun baseball talk. Kevin, uh, I want you to have a great weekend. We'll have all eyes on some of these visits. And um, I, I, I love when you weigh in on these things. So is there any, is there, can you just pique our interest? Kind of give us a uh, real quick. Is there any, is there anybody, you don't have to tell us the name, but like, is there is there one possible commit that could come in after this weekend that that we would all be excited about? Um, maybe one. I mean, I can probably. I mean, I don't. I don't mind disclosing this name and, I, and Isaiah Robinson, the offensive lineman from Arlington Lamar, who's coming in, four star kid. 
We have him as the number 45 player in the state of Texas, a big offensive tackle. And he's a guy that Baylor's done a great job on and kind of working with his schedule because he's a kid that's in the fine arts and loves to sing and loves to be in uh, the theater, that sort of thing. Um, I don't know if they're going to land him, but I think they can position themselves in a better place with Robinson. And if they were to eventually get him, Matt, that would be a huge, uh, another huge win from just like Corey Kelly but it was. I say put him in the glee club. Uh, let him let him do some He'll singing. Sing just, you and I can sing with him, and we can see how, how well we do with that. Love this kid. Say his name again, Isaiah. Isaiah Robinson, offensive tackle from Arlington Lamar. All right. See if you can find some of his work. I'd like to tell him we'll uh, we'll we'd like to kind of hear some of his music and and uh, hear how he does. That's great. That's Baylor uh, the the best fine arts uh, uh, person available. I'm I'm all for this. I really like the uh, angle on that. Kevin, have a, a tremendous weekend, and we will talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good, Matt. You have a great weekend yourself. Thank you, sir. You bet. Kevin uh, Longquist off to get on a treadmill. The man loves to get a workout in right after work. In in fact, sometimes he'll do the show all huffing and puffing and and things like that. All right, we've got some Campus Confidential. Let's see what uh, is on Aaron Sexton's mind. That's next. This is ESPN Central Texas. Looking for something other than a tie this year for your gift to dad? Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond has received a new shipment of -of one-of-a-kind novelty gift items, perfect for his man cave. They also have metal signs for inside and outside the home or office. And there is no better place to buy guns or unique rustic furniture for home or his office. It's the world's greatest Western store. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. The thing about having a naked truck is that you get exposed for the equipment you don't have. Take, for example, your rear end. If you don't have anything back there, you're exposed about what you don't have, and that's a life. However, if you cover that rear end with a hitch, you're telling the world, hey, I got a little junk in my uh, bed, and I'm ready to pull something. A camper, RV, boat, trailer, jet skis, heck, even a bike rack. A hitch says, I have a life beyond driving my truck to and from work. And Pickup Outfitters is the place to get a hitch for your truck, SUV, van, even some cars. We sell and install just about any kind of hitch you need. Receiver hitches from light to heavyweight to pull just about anything. And gooseneck hitches and fifth wheels when you're ready to pull the heavy stuff. And don't forget trailer and brake controller wiring. It's so important to have wiring professionally and correctly installed by the pros at Pickup Outfitters. So it's time to cover that gaping hole in the rear end of your truck with a hitch. Installed by Pickup Outfitters. Check us out online at createacommotion.com. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. 
Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. When you do whatever it takes to get the job done, they say you're on it. At ASCO Equipment, they work hard to get the job done and get it done right. They partnered with Doosan Forklifts because they get the job done too. Doosan builds cushion, electric, and pneumatic forklifts you buy and rent at ASCO Equipment. And they service and support it. Quality forklifts that get the job done. ASCO Equipment, they're on it, whatever it is. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Golden State Warriors are the NBA champions beating Boston 103-90. Steph Curry was the finals MVP. College World Series starts today. First up, Oklahoma and Texas A&M, followed by Notre Dame and Texas tonight. Vince McMahon is stepping aside from his role as CEO and chairman of the World Wrestling Entertainment during an investigation into a report that he agreed to pay hush money to a former employee over an alleged affair. For the second straight year, Dallas Cowboys coach Mike McCarthy has been fined. McCarthy was fined $100,000, and the Cowboys were docked an organized team activity for 2023 for holding practices that were deemed too physical by the NFL. Rangers and Tigers again tonight first pitch at 610 and you can catch that game on ESPN Central Texas Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas game time weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas it's time for campus confidential our daily look at college football news here's your host Matt Mosley it is Matt Mosley on a Friday, thank you, Alan Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Ted Teague and company. They'll be out there tomorrow, too. Great inventory. You want a muscle car? You want something? You want a sports car? You get something like that. You want a Grand Cherokee Laredo like I have? Um, Aaron, you would have been so impressed with me. I think I texted you from there. I was at AutoZone today, and generally I would suggest – Always go to the dealership and go see Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Beautiful place. But I decided today, Aaron, I was going to go over to AutoZone and try to, try to do things on my own. How do you think that went, Aaron? Do you think that <laughs> went pretty smoothly? <laughs> the guy says, hey, on aisle five, um, I, I, something fell off my car, Aaron. They said, aisle five are where the body fasteners are. And I wanted to be like, what are... Can you explain to me what a body fastener is? Can you? I don't even know what that means. Is that Klingon or is that something I put on my clothes? What what is a what's a body fastener? You and me both. 
Oh, I'm, I'm, oh, I was down there acting like I knew. And before long, there was a woman that worked at AutoZone. She was so nice. Uh, Val was her name. And she took the scene over. And, and, and you know me, I'm very good at looking helpless. Val, Val took over and got me taken care of. But go see Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ted Teague, 55,000 square feet of just beautiful space that they can uh, work on your car. Now, Aaron, I have not left you much time, so save because we'll have to get to Coach McGraw here at uh, uh, at 5 o'clock. So save a little bit of this if you want, and we can jump back into it at 520. Uh, but, Aaron, let me go ahead and turn it over to you now for Campus Confidential. Day one of the College World Series. There are two games today, former Big 12 rivals and future SEC rivals. Oklahoma and Texas A&M are playing right now. That game is in the top of the ninth inning, and Oklahoma has extended their lead to 13-8 after being up 12-2 early in the game, and A&M attempting to make a comeback. They are up now 13-2. They have the bases loaded with two outs in the top of the ninth inning. The second game tonight at 6 o'clock on ESPN will feature the Texas Longhorns taking on Notre Dame, who upset top-ranked Tennessee in the Super Regionals. Love it. I love run, I love the rundown. Tell, tell our folks one more time the, uh, the, A, the A&M Oklahoma score, please. It's 13-8 Oklahoma, and, uh, but Oklahoma has the bases loaded, excuse me, with one out in the top of the uh, ninth inning with one run oh. already in. And they're leading 13 to 8. Okay, okay. So it got a little iffy. They were up 8 nothing. Then it was 8 3. Then it was 12 4. And then it got to 12 8. Aggies were knocking on the door, and they, they could have come up in the bottom of the eight, down only uh, four runs. And as Aaron just said, it looks like OU is uh, going to finally say goodnight to the Aggies. The problem, Aaron, with one of these games is, you know, coaches have to kind of decide how badly do I want to give my team a chance to come back, and you got to balance that against you got to save some arms. Now, you hate losing that first game in the College World Series. You really do, but it's okay. It's okay. The Aggies will not be sent home based on what happened today, and i got to say they showed a little grit in fighting back. Kudos to the Sooners, though. Whoa. Kyler Murray hanging out in the uh, in the ballpark. That was really, really uh, well done by Oklahoma. And that coach, Aaron, that's another guy that, that Tyler Johnson, who's going to take over at MCC, that's his dad. Mm-hmm. Oh, Skip Johnson at OU. And they used to have, uh, even before Skip, they w- did you know, Aaron, I kind of had forgotten this re- until recently I looked back, I think Oklahoma won a College World Series back in the day. Um, and that was under Larry Koshell. Larry Koshell? I think so. I think that was their coach. He was the one that got in a little trouble for something he said, and it was really a sad deal because he'd had an incredible career. And it's, it's, it's a, a good lesson for all of us. We can, we can throw away everything based on just a few horrible moments. And his was off the record, behind closed doors, and whoever he was talking to went public with it, as I recall. But OU, Aaron, this is, I thought you'd find this funny. You, I thought, well, how long has Skip Johnson been there? 
he's like they had all they had two or three coaches before him and they would last like a two years or three years i'm, I'm amazed at how some of these schools cycle through baseball coaches i mean they really do they will not i mean i thought maybe steve rodriguez was, should get another year but i started looking back against it uh, aaron and they don't give any of these guys like much time I mean, you have one bad year, it's like, okay, see ya. It, it's really interesting to me since now it's becoming almost a revenue sport. Back then it was not. But they do not, you do not have much shelf life. You can't have uh, more than one bad season. And sometimes you can't even have one bad season. You know, ask Steve about that. Aaron, um, although you could make an argument that 2020 was not a great season either. Okay, uh, what else do you have, sir? A quick update, uh, yeah. Texas A&M does get out of a bases-loaded jam with a, a double play off a screaming line drive to second base. So they are in the bottom of the ninth with Texas A&M batting and trailing 13-8. to Talked a little bit about it with Kevin Longquist, but a day after decommitting from Baylor, Lake Belton safety Javion, Javion Wilcox did not take him long to find a new school. He has committed to TCU Wilcox. Is rated by 247 Sports, the number 29 overall safety, number 53 overall in the state as a junior. He had 96 tackles, two forced fumbles. He also had seven catches and 162 yards and two touchdowns on the offensive side of the ball. He had offers from Baylor, Arkansas, Texas Tech, and obviously TCU. I like Wilcox, and one of our old colleagues that used to be on our morning show had uh, tipped me off to Wilcox, and he'd been watching him quite a bit. It, it, but I respect it. I'm not going to get mad. I'm a big Lake Belton fan. I, uh, you know, spend a lot of my time in Salado and love that Salado progr- uh, program, obviously, with Tom going going there. Oh, my gosh, that's going to be a lot of fun. But the only thing that makes me mad about the Wilcox decision to decommit from Baylor and go to TCU is the gloating from Stephen Simcox. Now, I, that really does bother me when Steven gets on there. I mean, think about that, Aaron. Think about over the years all the things I've done for Steven. <laughs> I don't know. Steven may have a hard time thinking of what I've done for him. But I, think of the friendship. Think of all the things we've been through together. And then he wants to get on social media and <laughs> celebrate right in front of me. He knows I'm seeing this stuff, so I'm very upset with Simcox. If you're driving home, Stephen, I know you've got a growing family. Love your family. Uh, love your love your wife, Kristen, but uh, very angry at you right now. All well, right? In so, his defense, yeah. he's a TCU fan, and if you had to look at all the success that Baylor Athletics was having, you know, you'd be you'd be happy at, at, a, at a recruiting win, too, and post about it. <laughs> and a small victory. Yeah. you got to take them where you can if you're a TCU That's fan. That's right. Baby steps. Did you hear Aaron, Aaron Sexton? He showed you, Stephen. <laughs> All right. That's my new producer. Okay, it is time for Mike McGraw, Baylor golf coach, talking U.S. Open. That is next. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Mark Stewart here with Bird Colgen Ford. Summer is here, and we need our trucks and SUVs for the Texas sports and outdoors. Whether it's taking care of your current vehicle, selling yours, or upgrading to a newer model, the BK Ford team provides a simple, easy sales and service experience. Looking for better fuel mileage, more room, or towing power? Check out our quality pre-owned options at BKFord.com. 
Don't find what you want? Simple. We'll custom order exactly what you need. BK Ford, experience better. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. Looking for a great job with great pay and awesome benefits? Genco FCU is hiring. As a longtime Waco employer, Genco focuses on what matters most in our employees' lives, like pay incentives, bonuses, benefits, 401k plans, paid time off, advancement opportunities, medical, prescription, dental, and vision insurance, as well as short and long-term disability. Come join our incredible team today and make Genco your career that will work for you. Apply at GencoFCU.org or at any branch location. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco and Union Hall introduces their new craveable taco of the month. The Nashville Hot Chicken Taco. Crispy fried chicken, Nashville hot sauce, cabbage slaw, and chipotle mayo on a fresh flour tortilla. It's spicy, savory, and delish. Hurry into Waco Tacos at Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in downtown Waco or call us at 254-340-1700. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco. What do John Morris, Kirk Watson, Maxine Hart, Walter Abercrombie, Martha Lou Scott, Michael Hyatt, and Robert Darden all have in common? They've each been interviewed on Baylor Line's Direct Line Conversation Series. You can hear from these outstanding bears and many, many more with a subscription to Baylor Line Insider. This is your all-access pass to the best content in the Baylor family. Subscribe today at BaylorLine.com KRZI. This is Scott Davis, owner of Universal Windows. With inflation driving material costs through the roof and interest rates rising, don't put off replacing those old inefficient windows. Take advantage of our 0% interest for up to six years. Save the equity in your home. Save your cash. Call today, 254-301-7760, and you too will be saved. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show is uh, live and loaded on a uh, Friday afternoon. And I tell you, one of my favorite guests, uh, a man who uh, loves the history of the U.S. Open, all these majors. But I I was thinking about about you. Uh, Mike McGraw joins us now. Baylor men's golf coach and Mike, uh, they were talking the other day about um, somebody took a divot over to Francis uh, Wemet's grave, and then the, there's the Wemet uh, house right across from the Country Club where they're playing this U.S. Open. 
And I, as I was listening to that, I thought Mike McGraw would be eating this stuff up. Uh, I, I would imagine you do love the history of uh, this particular venue, Mike. And welcome to the show, by the way. Thank you, Matt. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I guess I'm a little bit of a golf history nerd. I've kind of been that way my whole life. And obviously the country club in Brookline has as much history as any golf course in the world, uh, dating back to 1913 in one of the most improbable finishes maybe ever. All right, so for our people that aren't is and I'm a historical guy, majored in history at Baylor, but but now the walk us through a little bit of why that was so improbable and <clears throat> I would have to think that we met and and everybody that was involved at, at that point was where was using niblicks and things like that and was the course? What, what, I'm sure they've redone this thing over the years, and and uh, as they do with these courses. But is the is the layout of Brookline very very similar to how it was early on? Like, what have we had massive changes over the years? What's the walk us through a little bit of of that? Yeah, there's been the normal type of changes, uh, lengthening it with extra tee boxes, moving yeah. fairway bunkers, thing. Um, you know, there's been several redos on the golf course, but it's not so much what the golf course is compared to what it was 109 years ago. Pretty much, it's the fact that 109 years ago, uh, a pretty good amateur player beat the two best players in the world at the time. So it's like that's in a playoff. That does not happen. And um, just kind of incredible the story the way it came about. But yeah, no, it's great history there. And, and looks like we're going to have some more history this week, maybe. Can you name those two top players in the world at that point? Uh, Harry Barden and Ted Ray, I believe. <laughs> I knew you would be able to. <laughs> that should be that should be our Schmaltz's trivia question of the week, right there. Uh, that's that's yeah, good. Harry Barden and, and okay, well that's um, it's 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 fun to watch these things. Love the. Uh, I love the challenge of it, and I love the you know the the historical uh, perspective that you bring. Watching right now, uh, Colin Morikawa. You know, it, wasn't it interesting? And what happens is, it's like anything: the cream rises to the top, and the the big monsters generally, especially on a challenging course like this, as as you get farther into it. The big names are going to come, and they're going to they're going to take over at some point. But one of the great things about the U.S. Open is that for a while, sometimes these guys, like almost like you're talking about, they they that we don't even really know, kind of hang on and hang in there. And I noticed Hayden Buckley, who was right there at the you know around the lead yesterday, is right now tied for second. I'm looking down here to see you know a couple of these other players up. Uh, some of them have fallen off. I mean, there was a uh, – oh, there's another one. It, 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 it's MJ uh, Dafu or Dafu. I mean, that guy, uh, Mike, was – I think they said he was like 800th in the world just like six or seven months ago. And, and he was leading earlier today the U.S. Open. Yeah, you know, that's probably one of the most unique things about the U.S. Open. It's truly an open championship. As long as, as you have a certain handicap, you can participate in local and then sectional qualifying to get to the U.S. Open. And so 
if you look at that leaderboard just right now, the top six or seven players, Hayden Buckley, Joel Damon, and Nick Hardy, and Matthew, Matthew Naismith, all went through local and sectional qualifying to get here. And then you've got some of the top players in the world, Colin Morikawa, John Rahm, and Scotty Scheffler, who are all obviously top five players in the world. So here you've got the confluence of not ranked players who got their got here by qualifying and going through the, the qualifying, and they're in, in the hunt. And, you know, by the way, it's changed a lot. The U.S. Open uh, used to be you had to – it didn't matter if you were a former champion or one of the best players in the world, you had to go through local and sectional qualifying. It was, it was kind of a crazy deal. So it's not quite like that anymore now. World rankings get you in. But, um, but I will say this, that's really cool that you've got Buckley, Damon, and Hardy, and Nate Smith that all – uh, got through local qualifying and sectional to get here. Isn't that amazing? Um, did you ever try to qualify for the U.S. Open back in your uh, in your playing days? I did. I tried, I think, six times and uh, made it through locals uh, three times, but never made it through the sectional. And I remember having breakfast probably a couple of years after I'd made it to, through the local qualifying the last time. Um, but anyway, I was having dinner, breakfast with uh, a guy who's a tour player named Jim Woodward, former Oklahoma State player. And he looked across there and he just smiled and he said, McGraw, what are you going to do if you actually do qualify for the U.S. Open? <laughs> and I said, well, I have no idea. I know my game can't probably handle Olympic Club, which is and, – and Jim ended up finishing 18th that year at the U.S. Open. But the point is I, I did make it through locals three times but never made it through sectional. Did you ever run across a guy named Cotton Dunn from uh, uh, from o- Oklahoma State? Yes, Cotton's a good was a good friend of mine. He unfortunately is no, no longer with us. Yeah, but was a really, really good man and a, and a great club professional in the Dallas Fort Worth area. He was a great family friend of ours, and uh, Jerry Ann, you know, is uh, still with us and, and a great friend. But what a it, it's it's funny certain people from Oklahoma. Uh, it's like hallowed t- when you bring up their names, people, uh, they're like, Oh my gosh. So that w- he was a mountain of a man, you know, and it's, uh, it's just fascinating for me to think back. Cause I've only known him. I only knew him, you know, as he got older, but I was trying to imagine what he would have been like back in his playing days. And I would think that would be an intimidating guy to be matched up with. Cause he's just bigger yeah, than <laughs> Yeah, he was the U.S. junior champion in 1955 and then played for Labor and Harris at Oklahoma State and was a big, big man and a great player and All-American at Oklahoma State, a great guy, but made his uh, life in the game of golf as a club professional uh, in, in Dallas. Yeah, yeah, over at Prestonwood and had a had a great yeah. career. Uh, talking to Mike McGraw, Baylor men's golf coach. Now, Mike, what a, what about some of these Baylor players that are out there? Uh, you know, Johnny's uh, got got a big one coming up in where's it Switzerland? That's going to be really interesting. A lot of the guys. So one of the guys I noticed was uh, playing on the Canadian tour. One of the Dossies. That was that'd be Cooper. Um, I, I'm just sort of I'm just sort of uh, curious, like how many of the former Baylor players tried to qualify? Were you keeping up with that a little bit? Yeah, they, they basically all tried to qualify. Uh, none of them actually made it, but Cooper's been playing really well on the Canadian Tour and then the APT Tour. Ryan Greider, who's been playing well in the APT Tour, is actually in seventh place this week as we speak in, in the Corn Ferry Tour event. So, uh, you know, the guys are doing well, and Johnny's playing in that Paul, Arnold Palmer Cup next month in Switzerland. So 
got a lot of good things going for Baylor golfers, uh, current and former. And, um, yeah, it's great. I just hope Brian Greider can, you know, change his destiny, if you will, this week with a great finish in the Corn Ferry event. Would you tell one of your guys if they came to you and said, Mike, I've had an option to go play over in the Live Tour on this Saudi-back tour? Uh, lots of controversy associated with that. Uh, Phil Mickelson, a big part of that. And then now DeChambeau, they're getting these huge fees. But for some young golfers that right now the PGA Tour may not be the play, you know, there, there's a thought that they can go make a ton of money knowing all the controversy and i know you've read about this and looked at it from every angle like what would you tell one of your guys if they said hey i i got this opportunity to go over here and play knowing all the things that are swirling around right now what would your reaction be to that well some of my former players are playing over there uh taylor gooch who played for me at oklahoma state is over there he um took a nice tidy sum to, to actually get over there and played last week in london and Peter Uline, uh, who was a U.S. Amateur champion for me at Oklahoma State, uh, he finished fourth last week and made a million dollars. What I would tell them wow. is that's a, personal, that's a personal decision you have to make. And if if you can get past all the rest, because we we all know the uh, human rights issues that, that exist in Saudi Arabia right now, and, and this tour is backed by a fund, a Saudi fund, there's no doubt, um, it's, it's very controversial. Right now, all they've really done, and they've done a lot in a short time, all they've really done is throw money at something. And that's, that's basically what they've done is throw money at it. But the PGA Tour, which I support wholeheartedly, uh, has history, has, is, is about legacy, has the best players, still has the best players, has the best golf courses. Uh, you can make a great living on the PGA Tour. It's maybe not as easy as just somebody giving you appearance money like they're doing in, in Saudi Arabia right now in you know, the Saudi League. But one other thing that they right now, the PGA Tour has been responsible for just a little over three billion dollars to charities, local charities through the years. So there is that sort of uh, caveat that the PGA Tour is about uh, I I get it. Money exists. It's about money, too. I know that there's money. But, um, you know, as long as you've got the best players like Justin Thomas, Colin Morikawa, John Rahm, Jordan Spieth. Scotty Shepard, Roy McIlroy, Xander Shopley, Brooks Kepka. As long as those guys are holding on and many others, uh, I think the tour will be fine. But I also think the tour needs a vision going forward because eventually I think a lot of people will, a lot of guys are just going to, there'll be another wave of golfers that will decide, I want to go for the money. And if it's just about money and not about legacy, that's your own personal choice. Yeah, that's uh that's interesting. And boy, DeChambeau is a big name because he's a huge draw, and and he 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 brings something different to the game. And if he gets basically kicked off the tour while he's doing that, that's that that does cause the tour to suffer in a way, just because he's a, of his curating. Do do you this all that Phil's been through, Phil Mickelson, and some of his comments, and he he basically went away for four or five months. Does this? I, I'm conflicted on how to think about Phil right now because he was such a he's such an incredible player. I thought he was a pretty easy guy to root for. He wins at age 50 the PGA Championship, doesn't get to defend it. Do you 
has this changed the way you think about Phil Mickelson? Are you a little conflicted now when you think about him? Because obviously he will go down as one of the all-time greats, no matter if he never plays another PGA event. But it, it just it's so weird for this to happen basically at the end of his PGA Tour career. I, you know, I really, unless, and Dustin Johnson, same way, he, he's uh, gone over there to the Saudi League, um, I, the Live League. Uh, I, I think it depends, I guess. But as far as I'm concerned, both of those men had made plenty of money. And I don't know if they still had that money or if it's gone or whatever. It just, I, I can't understand why you would do it if you have that. I, I could understand a 22-year-old kid who has no status and they say, Come on over. James Pyatt, the U.S. Amateur Champion from last year. Uh, I can understand why he did it. Uh, I still, I to me, I wouldn't advise him to do that if I was his dad. I think I would probably say, uh, get over here and earn your way onto the PGA Tour. It's not easy, but do it, and you'll make plenty of money if you play well. Uh, yeah. But, I, I mean, Phil Mickelson has made hundreds of millions of dollars in endorsements and uh, prize money. There's got to be, unless he's lost it all, but... Yeah, his legacy is a bit tarnished right now for other reasons, too. Um, he's probably, well, amongst the players, not very popular. Amongst the fans, still pretty popular. Yeah, talking to Mike McGraw, Baylor men's golf coach. Okay, when we look at the leaderboard now, you uh, you have a great feel for it because you were just naming it all as we as we were uh, earlier in the program. Who do you who do you like? I mean, I... This thing's going to only get harder, probably. Wind's going to continue to blow. I don't think – I haven't seen any rain in the forecast. The rain missed uh, the course earlier today. Uh, of of these, you know, you got huge – Rahm, Morikawa, Rory, uh, Scheffler, all within striking distance right now. And then you even come down and see some of those names like Sam Burns, Matthew Fitzpatrick's a great young player – um, Lingberth was up there earlier, and then Xander, Keegan. Is there anybody that you you feel like just their game? Is there is there anybody like if you had to make a pick out of all those guys right now to to be the uh, champion on Sunday? Who would it be? I think I would pick Colin Morikawa. Um, I know he's leading; it's such a pretty easy pick, but it it's like he's got the game to win U.S. Opens. He's just I mean, he does so many things well. He drives it well. He's also uh, incredible strokes gained approach shot. So his, his, the way he approaches greens is pretty amazing. But John Rahm is pretty outstanding. Roy McIlroy is playing. He's on heater right now. He's playing beautifully lately. So all of those guys, I think, would have a, a pretty good opportunity. But I'll go with Colin. I will mention this, too, because I want to mention it, because there's three amateurs, four amateurs who, who are going to make the cut. Um but three of them are currently playing college golf, Travis Vick, Sam Bennett, and Austin Greaser. I think it's just incredible for college golf that we have three players that are all in the hunt. They're one under, one over, and two over right now in the tournament. They're in the hunt. That, that says a lot about the college game right now. Didn't Greaser, was he the one that was uh, finished um, uh, runner-up in the USAM? Is that right? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah, this is uh, it, it's it's got to be fun for you to watch this because these are ki- tons of these guys you either recruited, some of them might you know played for you at Oklahoma State. I mean that's really I you know like uh, even that Hostler guy I saw him up close at a recent I was out there for the uh, Nelson 
and and he's kind of struggling along on the tour. But then you look, and there's hot, there's Bo Hostler tied for 18th. It's just really mm-hmm. interesting how some guys can kind of – I remember years ago, like Ricky Barnes, and, and obviously he's not where he used to be, but it was just like something about the U.S. Open for these guys that may be even struggling on tour a little bit. It just it, – it, the, the, there's something about the competition. I don't know what it is, but it, it brings out the best in people, and it's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Mike, I knew uh, you've got great perspective on all of this, and that's why I wanted to get you on today. I uh, I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me on again, Matt. I enjoyed coming on this show. It was great. Yeah, well, thank you very much. There he goes, Mike McGraw, uh, great friend of the show and uh, Baylor men's golf coach. And that's, um, I kind of feel like Johnny Kiefer, one of the star players for Baylor, will be playing in the U.S. Open one of these days. And I, do, I think it'll be sooner rather than later. His, his uh, everything about, his game is well suited for this in, in primarily it's the mental aspect of it. I mean, if he, if he gets in the right space mentally and he's usually there, uh, he's steady Eddie and he could stay right in the middle of one of these things and, and the power or anything like that's going to be fine. I mean, he's not going to get overpowered out there. Uh, it is, um, the Matt Mosley show. We got a lot planned for you. Uh, we will react also to the NBA finals. We have uh, declared, an NBA champion, and we have a dynasty on our hands. We'll discuss next. Your weather report is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered Texans policies for their personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs. Check them out at nitschegroup.com. With the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency, Texans can go to one company and get access to insurance coverage options from many carriers. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. Your ESPN Central Texas forecast for tonight, clear with a low of around 75. Tomorrow and through the weekend, sunny and hot with highs near 100. The highs will reach us up to 104 starting in the middle of next week with overnight lows near 75 through the weekend and in the upper 70s into the middle of next week. Currently, it's 97 at ESPN Central Texas. Congratulations to the state champion Crawford softball team from ESPN Central Texas. Mike Terry Auto Group is proud to serve Central Texas with the best deals on new and used cars, auto service, and community involvement. With over seven brands of vehicles, you're sure to find your new ride from Mike Terry Auto Group. Check out their Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealership in Hillsboro and the Chevy Buick GMC dealership in Mahia. At any Mike Terry dealership, they will pay over the price of Kelly Blue Book for your trade-in and accept all creditors. Check out their website at mterryautogroup.com to see the value of your trade-in and browse their inventory. Head over to Mike Terry Auto Dealership today and find someone you can trust. Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nitsche Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? 
Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. The thing about having a naked truck is that you get exposed for the equipment you don't have. Take, for example, your rear end. If you don't have anything back there, you're exposed about what you don't have, and that's a life. However, if you cover that rear end with a hitch, you're telling the world, hey, I got a little junk in my uh, bed, and I'm ready to pull something. A camper, RV, boat, trailer, jet skis, heck, even a bike rack. A hitch says, I have a life beyond driving my truck to and from work. And Pickup Outfitters is the place to get a hitch for your truck, SUV, van, even some cars. We sell and install just about any kind of hitch you need. Receiver hitches from light to heavyweight to pull just about anything. And gooseneck hitches and fifth wheels when you're ready to pull the heavy stuff. And don't forget trailer and brake controller wiring. It's so important to have wiring professionally and correctly installed by the pros at Pickup Outfitters. So it's time to cover that gaping hole in the rear end of your truck with a hitch installed by Pickup Outfitters. Check us out online at createacommotion.com. Looking for something other than a tie this year for your gift to Dad? Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond has received a new shipment of -of one-of-a-kind novelty gift items, perfect for his man cave. They also have metal signs for inside and outside the home or office. And there is no better place to buy guns or unique rustic furniture for home or his office. It's the world's greatest Western store. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Listen up. If you take pride in your lawn, you need to mow with the best. Gravely. The made in the USA perfect cut quality grass devour and beast of the zero turns. Gravely residential mowers are built just as tough as their commercial machines with comfort and features you won't find on other mowers. Mow with perfection. Get yourself a Gravely. The full line of Gravely residential mowers is available at Landscape Supply. Come visit our new 10,000 square foot showroom in Spiegelville for the largest selection of outdoor power equipment. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Golden State Warriors are the NBA champions beating Boston 103-90. Steph Curry was the finals MVP. College World Series starts today. First up, Oklahoma and Texas A&M, followed by Notre Dame and Texas tonight. Vince McMahon is stepping aside from his role as CEO and chairman of the World Wrestling Entertainment during an investigation into a report that he agreed to pay hush money to a former employee over an alleged affair. For the second straight year, Dallas Cowboys coach Mike McCarthy has been fined. McCarthy was fined $100,000, and the Cowboys were docked an organized team activity for 2023 for holding practices that were deemed too physical by the NFL. Rangers and Tigers again tonight. First pitch at 6-10 and you can catch that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley show. We'll be joining the Rangers pregame in progress Progress here in a little bit, and uh, we've got to uh, say goodnight, but we've got a little time to visit here. Aaron, I thought I saw this uh, tweet, and I thought you would enjoy this. This was uh, 
there's a there's something called the field of 68. All right, it's a uh, college basketball. They got about fifty thousand followers, so they're doing a nice job. Uh, Aaron, they they said that they did the top ten best teams since two thousand two. The the best college basketball team since two thousand two. So I was like, okay, whatever. And the reason I knew about this Kendall um, friend, of, you know, guy that uh, is uh, in the covers Baylor named Kendall was uh, retweeting this. Aaron, they've got the two thousand twenty one Gonzaga team second overall. Okay, two thousand fifteen Kentucky team number one. I think I remember that team. It may have been Anthony Davis and that whole gang, and the Bears ran into them. That might have been that Kentucky team. They were they were awesome, and I think they ran into them in the Elite Eight. In fact, but Aaron, what got my attention? He's got the the Baylor team, the number as the the sixth best <laughs> in 2021, and I just wanted to be like, if only we had a way to determine <laughs> which of those teams. Oh, that's right. They played each other in the national championship game. Now, I'm I'm not gonna you know go too crazy. I don't. I am a Baylor fan, but I, I'm also in the media, so I try not to just go crazy on things like this and sound too homerish. But I do like all the Baylor people immediately responding like, "Um, number six destroyed number two in that same year." It's just very odd, <laughs> yeah. and I, I think it's just people overthink things. If you had, if you had a team beat the other team, it seems like the team that won it, and it was in a very convincing uh, fashion. And there are even even people from other places, like this is the Big Ten champs. This is somebody from the Illini, Aaron. We're, we're not, you know, they've got no reason to defend the honor of the Bears. And they said there is zero reason for Gonzaga to be over Baylor. You know what that is? I think it's when analysts or whoever decide to kind of get cute and and just to think, oh, man, we'll we'll show them. We'll show them. Even though they lost, they were still the better team. That makes the media feel better about picking Gonzaga. I mean, the only one picking Baylor to win that game, other than Baylor fans, was – Charles Barkley. I think Barkley kind of hung with the Bears, but pretty much everybody had picked Gonzaga to win. Actually, I say Barkley. LaFonso Ellis always stuck with the Bears. And LaFonso, by the way, comes on this show quite a bit. Love LaFonso Ellis. He and Fran Fraschilla, they uh, they are always at the top of my list. Now, Aaron, I know you've been giving some updates. Uh, Oklahoma did go ahead and finish out that victory uh, thirteen to eight over the Aggies. They advance uh, to Sunday night winner bracket game versus the uh, winner of Texas and Notre Dame. Texas and Notre Dame getting ready to get it going uh, as we speak. They're kind of getting ready to get that thing rolling out there from Omaha. To OU has now scored eight runs or more in five of eight NCAA tournament games. And they've now won 10 of 12. Pretty strong. I mean, that's really strong. Now, Aaron, Texas versus Notre Dame. Now, uh, Texas is going to throw its really good pitcher. It's Friday night starter Pete Hansen out there. And, of course, uh, Ivan Melendez. They call him the Hispanic Titanic. 
Aaron, you know, in this day and age, do you ever check yourself to make sure, like, wait, am I allowed to say that? But that's what they all call him in Texas and Austin. The Hispanic Titanic. I like that. And as Kirk Bowles was telling us yesterday, a very reserved, kind of quiet guy. Doesn't really, you know, pound his chest or anything, but has been compared to Canseco. Now, I don't think, you know, he's not juicing like Canseco, but just big old huge guy. All right, so you got to clarify that, Aaron, when somebody compares somebody to Jose Canseco. I did have to laugh, though, when we were talking to uh, Kirk Bowles yesterday. Aaron, did you hear him mention? He's like, yeah, this one guy for Texas had one home run last year, and this year he has 19 home runs. (laughs) It does make you wonder a little bit, but still, guys make big jumps, and that's okay. So that is – that is the College World Series. Aaron, anything you want to add to our College World Series talk? Anything anything else that grabs your attention as we ease right on in to this College World Series? Is there any is there anybody other than I'll tell you mine and then you can tell me yours. Other than OU, Texas, and Texas A&M. Those are kind of our people. I mean, whether we love them, whether we don't, those are our people. That's what we're following the closest. Aaron, after that, I would have to say the Arkansas Razorbacks. That's the team I've got my eye on the most. Okay, of the other four teams that I didn't mention, Aaron, anybody, it could be Notre Dame, is there any of those other teams that you really are kind of intrigued to see how they do? Is there anybody you're, you're very excited about watching? Uh, it would be Notre Dame after they – whipped a uh, top-ranked Tennessee pretty good. Just want to see if they're that good or they just had a, a really, really exceptional weekend in the Super Regional, which does happen. And they're obviously good. They made it through the Regionals and through the Super Regionals, but the team that showed up to play Tennessee was just just played great offensively and defensively. All right. Um, I That's going to be fun watching that this weekend. The NBA Finals came to an end, and Draymond wore his funeral clothes. He, he was in all black and uh, suggesting that they would end things for the Celtics, and they did. Aaron, isn't it amazing how it happens? Everybody's almost acting like, oh, man, Boston's going to come out. All the emotion. They're up like 14-5, to 12-2 to, to start the game. And then it was just kind of like Golden State took that initial wave and then they came punching back like crazy. Now, Boston had a bugaboo throughout this entire time. They, and Golden State had the same issue. Both these teams turned the ball over quite a bit. Boston last night, Aaron, I don't have it in front of me. At one point I looked in the fourth quarter and they turned it over 21 times. I bet they finished up with 22 or 23 turnovers. It was awful. Now, Jalen Brown scored a ton of points and, and did some good things, but he had about five turnovers. I do not understand why you just think you can kind of go in there, harem scarum, and, and, and they're not strong with the basketball, and they get the ball knocked away like crazy. Now, Golden State's making good plays, but still. Now, what happened is um, – Wiggins was great again. Uh, Clay was fine. 
And then the MVP of the uh, NBA Finals, first MVP of the NBA Finals, hard to believe. They've now won four out of the last eight um, NBA Finals. It was Steph Curry. Aaron, I think we got to just admit that Steph Curry might end up being one of the top. I mean, if we want to say Jordan was the best player ever and maybe LeBron's number two, and then you can get into all kinds of arguments, whether it's Magic or Bill Russell or however you want to do it. Uh, you know, people are biased toward certain, uh, you know, older players. Some are biased toward the younger players. Aaron, I think Steph Curry is knocking on the door of a top five all-time player. And I don't know what else he has to do. He's now pretty much done everything you possibly can do in your career. Now, the crazy thing is they're going to keep having chances at this thing. He's he's 30, what is he, 34, 35 years old, and he's still incredible. Like, he's in phenomenal shape. And then he's over there, Aaron, there was one play – was it the end of the first quarter? I mean, they were kind of starting to get on a roll. And it was when they went on a little bit of a run to go up 24-22, or maybe it was, I think they went up on this play, 26-25. And it was, you know, I think you know what I'm talking about, Aaron. He, 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 he's, he's coming down the lane. He, he passes it out to maybe Draymond, maybe Draymond. And he curls off that and comes back around a little bit of a screen and and Pritchard's desperately trying to follow him, and that's a bad idea anyway for the Celtics. And, and all in one motion, he throws up an off-balance three, and I say off-balance. I guess every shot he throws up is actually on-balance. Sometimes it just looks off-balance, and he nails it. And it just didn't look like anything you ever see. Aaron, think how many times we see Steph Curry do things that we're not used to seeing, and yet we've seen him for years and years. And, and he, that corner three, I was just like, oh, my gosh. I cannot believe he just did that. He At that point in the game, I think Boston knew they were down. They were done because they had tried, and they hung in there, and they came out and threw a haymaker, but they didn't have enough. And there was just too much of an arsenal that Golden State had. And on top of Draymond and Clay and Steph, they now have Jordan Poole. Um, Wiggins is really, really good. I mean, it, it, it's just it, they're, they're, they're scary. Even Gary Payton, uh, uh, the second, is, he's a tremendous defensive player, can occasionally hit a three, and he's going to dig his nose in there, make plays like his dad, the glove, did. Aaron, I, I don't know. I saw Bill Simmons trying to say, well, I don't think this is a dynasty. I have a hard time not referring this as to a dynasty right now. I mean, it, basically, it was a dynasty on delay. They had a, a year or so where everybody was hurt. They only had, and they lost Steph, then they had Clay out for a couple of years. And, it, it, you know, they, they delayed it, 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 put it on pause, but it's back. And the thing I like about it is you can never blame them. You can never just say, oh, they got those two because of KD. No, they got one before KD, and they got one afterwards. And when he was asked about it last night, I, I, Steph was very uh, forthright and candid. Does this mean, is this special because you did it without KD? And he said, oh, yeah, for sure. I love that. I love that he admitted that. I, I, you know, I, and, because it, it is something. 
they they were good before KD got there. I would have loved to have seen if they could have kept putting the pieces together and 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 won just as many of those titles um, without KD. We will never know. Would they have still been in the mix without KD? Absolutely, absolutely, because they had Iguodala, they had uh, Sean Livingston. I mean, they 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 still were pretty deep. But they're, they're, you could make an argument they're even deeper now. Okay, I'm not saying don't compare it to KD. I'm just talking about the, what they have around Stephen Clay because Poole is a star player in the making. Aaron, how many more, if you had to just take a guess right now, how many more titles will Stephen Clay win together before they retire? I would say maybe one more. Clay is just a shell of what he used to be, and I say this as a, as a uh, a Warriors fan. I predicted them before the Eastern Conference Finals was even over. Before Game Seven, of the Eastern Conference Finals, Golden State had already beat Dallas. I said Golden State will win in six, no matter who they play. It turned out I was right. I mean, you know, it was kind of a lucky guess, but I had reasons for guessing that. But their, their core is old, and even though they drafted well and they have some good young players, I don't think that they have great young players. I don't think Jordan Poole is the next Steph, or I don't think Jonathan Kaminga is the next Clay Thompson. But you don't, you don't need the next, in my mind, because you still have the guys. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it just Steph's depends on, well, you have the keep guy. Keep doing this. You have the guy. Draymond Green oh. was terrible most of the series. Clay Thompson was terrible most of the series. Steph Curry carried them to a title. But, he he but, got help, but they're not near yeah. what they were before Kevin Durant got there and they won that title. Yeah, see, I, th- I disagree with that. I think they're awesome. And I think Wiggins was incredible. I, 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 Wiggins was some kind of missing piece, and he was great for them, and they were great for him. I mean, that guy's career was kind of hanging in the balance, former number one overall pick. He's incredible for them. Looney's great for them. This is where I think you and I differ. I think Clay was just still trying to get it back together. I think Clay can get it back to being who he used to be. And I thought this version of Clay wasn't horrible. I mean, I thought I thought he did some good things and had some good games. I mean, I know what you're saying. Draymond was not good for some of the series. But last night, 12 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists. I mean, that's great. And he does a lot of things that you don't, you know, that don't show up. I mean, I I'm 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 uh Now you may be right. Maybe it's just one more and one more would be great. I mean, think if they won 5 of 9 titles. Aaron, is it fair to refer to them as a dynasty? And would you say this dynasty is every bit as impressive as the San Antonio dynasty? Yes, and pretty close. I'd still probably give a nod, give the nod to San Antonio, um, but they're they're really close, and I and they're both uh, obviously dynasties. I don't know why uh, Bill Simmons gets as much credit as he does. He's Basically, Stephen A. Smith, except he's not on TV anymore. <laughs> well, it is. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see 
how all this plays out. And and I love the fact. Here's what I respect the most of Steph. And again, he's getting paid enormous money. I get it. But that guy was never going to try to go somewhere. Even when Clay was out for two years and Steph was is all by himself with no help, and they're just trying to draft around them and get back to what they were. He's not – KD went championship hunting. He didn't think – he didn't have enough confidence to think he could get it done with OKC. So he goes and gets a couple with um, with the Golden State. And then he goes to, to – uh, he, go, you know, he goes to Brooklyn. And, and I, I don't think he's going to get it done there because they keep putting him with unreliable people. Uh, no matter how great he is, Kyrie Irving is unreliable. James Harden, unreliable. I mean, I know he's in Philly now, but I'm just saying he was with the uh, he was with the with the Nets. I mean, they, they, these are these are unreliable people that he's playing with. What Steph has done in Draymond is say, you know what? We were part of something incredibly special, and even though it's falling apart right now, we're going to hang on. We're not going to be trying to go somewhere else. And um, and I think that's uh, I think I think it's something to admire, staying right there. And those two, Aaron, that's a great love story. I mean, Clay and I, even watching Poole hit some of those shots. Steph, um, he he's so happy for his teammates. And last night when they said, "How's it feel to finally win a Finals MVP?" He he banged his fist on the table. Said, "I don't care." I don't care. We've won four championships. He truly didn't care that he won the finals MVP. It's never felt like he's won two NBA MVPs, 2014-15, 2015-16, I think it was. I mean, two MVPs. Um, A a league MVP is is more impressive than, than just about anything. He's now won everything. Conference, finals, MVP. Finals MVP. There's nothing that he hasn't won. Aaron, off the top of your head, do we have to now say Steph is a top five all-time player? Ugh. I don't. I don't know about top five. I would definitely say top ten. And Steph, Steph Curry, besides Luca, is absolutely my favorite player in the league. But I, I don't know. There's just. The top five is just so loaded with players that could do everything. And, you know, I get it. He's limited by size. Um, but he's he's definitely top ten. I just wonder, like, if you'd put him in front of Larry Bird. No. I mean, Larry, Larry won a lot of titles. He's yeah. incredible. But in the end, Steph is going to perform at a higher level for longer than Larry did. Steph is already at an age where Larry's body was falling apart, and Steph still has three or four more really good years. I mean, it's it's two different kind of body types. LeBron is going to be still be good into his 40s. He might play till 40. That's amazing that Steph is a whole different body type, and yet he's going to be really really good until he's 38 or 39 years old that's just wild i mean think about that Aaron bird was done by the time he was that age 
I mean, the only one you can kind of think back in the old days of somebody that was still had some greatness at that advanced age was Kareem. And Magic was propping him up. I mean, Kareem was still doing it when he was 37, 38 years old. Man, it's it's fun to think about. Uh, just some incredible, incredible stuff happening with the NBA Finals. Um, Aaron, real quick, we need to do something. It just uh, dawned on me. Um, I want to I want to throw something out there. We need a, we're, we're going to do a Schmaltz's trivia question. A Schmaltz's trivia. Win two free sandwiches from Schmaltz's. Now we'll announce this Monday when we're back on here. Now. Here is going to be my Schmaltz's question. All right? I want to know who has the most in this U.S. Open field right now. All right? I want to know who has the most top fives, all right, top fives in majors, we're talking about the U.S. Open. It's happening at Brookline in, in, uh, right outside of Boston right now. Who has the most top fives without winning a major? Who in this field has the most top fives but has not won a major? All right. Um, if you get this one right uh, and you can uh, text us in on the uh, text uh, line, CNC Collision text line 254-662. 1660-254-662-1660. And I'll give you a little, the only hint I'll give you is this guy is in the top 20 of this current U.S. Open right now. He is in the top 20 of this U.S. Open. The most top fives in majors, but has not won a major. Give me the name. And then, uh, and then we'll get you the. Uh, we'll announce the winner on Monday. Again, it's two five four six six two sixteen sixty. We love Schmaltz's Nelson Rue, great friend of mine. He's the owner. Has been since the nineteen seventies. Way to go, Nelson. We appreciate you. You make one heck of a sandwich. All right, we're going to join some Rangers pregame here in a minute. That's all the time we have for this program. And uh, everybody have a tremendous weekend. Aaron, great job by you. And uh, thanks to all our listeners and thanks to all our guests this week. We had a banner week. We had a coaching uh, hire at Baylor, and we were all over it. The station was, the whole station was. Tom had a great job. Tom and Ward did a great job. John Morris did a tremendous job. So I'm always proud of our station, but especially so this week. And remember, Mitch Thompson, new Baylor coach, uh, we're waiting quite a while to have his news conference, but on Friday, next Friday, he'll apparently be on with John Morris, the voice of the Bears. Everybody have a great weekend. Stay tuned for the Rangers. Good night, everybody. Your first word in sports. Game time. Weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. Jeep Freedom Days are going on now at Allen Samuels in Waco. The new 2022 Impressive Wagoneer Series 2 and 3 have 2.9% for 72 months, plus 4,000 competitive bonus cash. That's right, and $4,000 bonus cash. This incentive on the new 2022 Wagoneers for a limited time only at Allen Samuels in Waco. First responders get 500 extra cash. Come shop the huge new car and truck inventory today at Allen Samuels in Waco. Come by. Let's be friends. 